I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Welcome to another long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and now on YouTube. Uh, it goes up every Friday afternoon. Audio every single Friday morning. And uh, make sure that you uh, like and subscribe, please. It definitely helps out when uh, we're trying to promote this thing. So uh, we got a really good cast of characters that are consistent listeners to this podcast. And uh, they can tell you that it really does help. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. A couple of quick things. Number one, merchandise. You want to find that? RudyPovich.com. Uh, also going to give you a couple of dates uh, where I'm going to be out doing stand-up. First weekend of April, I'm back at Gutty's, which is like three weeks away. Already, man, daylight savings time the, this weekend. But first weekend of April, I'm back at Gutty's, and then I know this one's a ways out, but I definitely want to promote it now because I'm such a fan of the show, and I'm it, it really does like put me at a level of anxiety that I have been striving to overcome. But I'm doing the dirty show at Club Underground. It's 15 minutes of the dirtiest material that you got. And as a guy who works mostly clean, for, I don't know, like 85% clean, it uh, it definitely makes me kind of sweat a little bit. Going, dude, like, some of these stories, some of this stuff is like, the dirty stuff is good stories. Especially stuff between the ages of like 19 and 25. Great dirty stories. But... Nobody wants to sit and listen to that for an hour. <laughs> so, luckily, there's a spot for it. It's at the Dirty Show Club Underground. That's going to be June 11th on a Saturday night. I'll get you more details. I know it's a ways out, but I want to promote it because that show is so much fun, and I've been to a couple of them. They really are a blast. All right, on this episode of A Long Walk to Cleveland, Jana Lee and the Furry Kiddos. If you know Jana Lee, she is from Balsam Lake, Wisconsin, now lives in Los Angeles. Her and her two dogs, Gizmo and Starlina, both of whom are on stage with her when she does stand up it it really is fascinating some of the stories that she has and i've known jenna lee now for probably i don't know three four years and how i got to know her was i saw the production value of the video she was putting out with her dog and thought eh, this doesn't add up because usually you know, super pretty dog lovers don't have video skills and i'm like there's got to be something going on here and then come to find out. Well, actually, I'll tell you what. You find out in this episode why it is that her production skills are off the charts. They really are damn good. She also tells a story about her dog, Starlina, eating a roach. Not an actual, like, you know, creepy, crawly roach, but like a joint roach off the ground in Los Angeles and then becoming super cool no kidding that's a Dan Sauter joke but uh, coming uh, super high and had to take him to the clinic and get his uh, little tiny pump, uh, stomach pumped so it's a cool I don't know a great episode I want to say you know it's one of because there's so much good chemistry when uh, when we sit and chat I've been on a couple writing sessions with Janet and she's just like the best man so you guys are totally gonna dig her enjoy this episode of a long walk to cleveland with the one the only hang on one second we got to get to the real reason you come here the live ad this episode of a long walk to cleveland is brought to you by dollar shave club my face doesn't trust any other razors gillette you can go pound sand all your norelcos you guys can suck it 
I go Dollar Shave Club. Why? Because they fit my needs. And Dollar Shave Club, I've been a proud member, one of the first 100 members of Dollar Shave Club. And you know how I say it. I've been using them five years on my face, but seven years on my balls, which I know they've been around for longer than that. But I'm a fan. I dig these guys. You should, too. I go bi-monthly. I get every other month. You don't need to get razor sent to you every single month. Some of us guys in the Midwest, we like to grow the beards out a little bit. Get that 5 o'clock shadow going. I don't need to shave every single day. But when I do shave, I definitely use Dollar Shave Club. You can find them now at dollarshaveclub.com. And now, a long walk to Cleveland with the one, the only, Jana Lee and the furry kiddos. Are your dogs literally sleeping during this interview? That is the... Maybe I should break it down a little bit so you can see them more. Oh, my... That is the, that's the cutest, that is the cutest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. Matching tuxedos to boot. Oh my goodness. It's, wow. Well, I have so many, a million, million questions, but first off, uh, I want to ask you about how Starlina is doing because she ate an edible on the sidewalk the other day. Tell that story. Well, the vet thinks that when we went out for a walk, she might have found a roach and um and puppies they eat everything and they gobble it up so quick so you know i I didn't even notice you know we're walking and we we came back to the apartment and uh she looked really sleepy so i was like oh maybe she wants to take a little nap Mm -hmm. her nap was a little bit longer than usual so then i'm like oh i'll get her up and i went to touch her and she just like kind of snapped at me and i was like oh well must have had a bad dream or something. And then I took her out of the bed and put her on the floor and she was wobbling. She was falling over. I thought she was having a stroke. Yeah. I saw the video and I, well, initially I knew your dog was high when she kept going, Dave's not here, man. Dave's <laughs> Dave's not here. Now I'm Dave. That's immediately how I knew. I was like, Oh, somebody should probably tell Jenna Lee that her dog is stoned. I feel so stupid. I didn't understand. I didn't know. Yeah, no, of course not. How, because how would you? Why would your dog be high? Like, why would your dog be high? You know? Oh my gosh, that's why I went straight to like, because like, I, I don't use marijuana. No judgment to people who do. But I, you know, like, I, I wouldn't have known. I literally thought stroke or brain tumor. I went completely <laughs> a different direction. Um, but right when I brought her to the vet, um, they knew. They knew right away. Um, they're like, well, we're not 100% sure, but we're pretty sure it was marijuana. And then they tested for it. And it was positive. And they even had me smell the vomit, which was weird. Oh, wow. You're like, yeah, this definitely does smell like Little Caesars $5 hot and ready's. You're like, yeah, this dog is high. <laughs> well, it, I mean, that is like such a staple of California because actually uh, my buddy Adam Ray just had to bring his dog to the vet because he does take edibles and he did leave them out and his dog did eat them. Oh, and- no. Yeah, yeah. Although he did the funny movie. He was telling us about it because he brought his dog to the to the vet and they had to do it outside. They couldn't, you know, it was still during that time. You couldn't go in because of COVID. So when they handed, when they handed the dog over the vets, like Adam Ray and the guys, and he's like, yeah, he's like, okay. And he kind of sat there for a second. Adam's like, uh, are you a fan of the podcast? Do you know me from stand up or something? He's like, no dummy. You called in. Your name is Adam Ray. Right. He's like, Oh yes. Yes. My name is Adam Ray. Yeah. So. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So let's start from the beginning real quick. Now you, you hail from Wisconsin, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. What, what city? Balsam Lake, tiny town. Yeah. Grew up on a farm. <laughs> on a farm. Mm-hmm. No kidding. And because I've been, I watch your videos, which is, I, I noticed the other day. And the reason why I wanted to do this, because I saw your Instagram has like a thousand followers. And I, and I thought, wait a minute. This is like a super, this is like a super bubbly, funny woman with two trained dogs that all do stand up comedy. And it, this is like the prime pickings for uh, this just should be 17 million followers. And then I noticed that your TikTok is like over a hundred thousand though. Right. Like you have quite a bit of, you have a pretty big following on TikTok. Much bigger on TikTok, but you're right. Instagram. They just, I don't know. Maybe they don't like us. <laughs> I don't get, I don't know how you couldn't like the videos are so well produced. And do you have a background in video? Uh, yeah. Editing? Yeah. Yeah. I went to film school. Where'd you go? I went to uh, Los Angeles Valley college. Gotcha. So how long have you been in uh, LA for? I moved to Los Angeles in 2009. Yeah. Why, why did I feel like it was such an earlier, like this feels like, I guess maybe only since I've, cause I've only kind of known you since like 2018. So yeah. So 2009. So did you bring the dogs out there with you or so, I can't No, uh, Gizmo must've been around at that time. He was born in 2010. So very close. Okay. Uh, yeah. California puppy. I uh, found him in Palmdale, California. So, um, cause I moved out for acting and, um, and then I couldn't get an acting agent because to get an acting agent, you need an acting reel. So you need to show the work that you can do in acting, but how do you get work if you don't have an agent? So I didn't have that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So my acting teacher is like, well, just create some material yourself and then just cut it together and make a reel. So I was like, okay. So I had gizmo and I was like, gizmo, let's do some funny videos together. And, um, for my reel and I created it and a bunch of people watched it and like, no, you should submit this to film festivals. Uh, so I did, and we were winning film festivals. And then that's when I was like, okay, instead of just doing the acting Avenue, why not create my own film company? So, yeah. So that's how why wait productions kind of came to, and then me and Gizmo did a lot of the videos and then Starlina is new, got her, um, a few, oh gosh, how long have we had her now? She's 11 months. She was mm-hmm. born in April. Um, and now she's with us in our videos and we do the stand up as well. So we just kind of do a little bit of it all. <laughs> so do you have a background in dog training at all? Well, I used to train dogs when I was a kid. Um, I did 4-H. I did the dog shows. Sure. Well, yeah, Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. Obviously, you got a you got a background in 4-H. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on the farm, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mandatory. Yeah, right on. So, do you so do you you start putting the dog in the video? Do you start realizing that Gizmo has talent, or that you have a talent to be able to get these dogs to do what you want them to do? I always, yeah, well, well, I never really thought of it that way. Well, thank you. I feel like you just gave me a little bit of a compliment saying that. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even the agent has to be able to see the star potential in talent when they're nobodies, you know? So at the time, I can't imagine Gizmo was like hounding you every single minute of the day, being like, So uh, when, when are you going to get me in a feature film, mom? Come on, what's the deal? You got to be out there pimping me. How come I'm not getting any work? You know? 
So that's good. I got to put that in my stand-up. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. This is this is also a writing session. You know, it's a long walk to Cleveland, and we uh, we also you know give tags to our guests when needed. So I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, actually, it was a complete fluke. I actually didn't even think of getting Gizmo into acting at all. Like I actually got him. I searched for two years because I wanted to start showing dogs again because, you know, I had the background in 4-H. So I was like, oh, I get back into that. And so I searched for him, found the perfect breed, the perfect bloodline. I was like, this is great. And um, I went and got him. And then it was probably about, he was six months old and um, his testicles didn't drop. So I was like, oh, what does that mean? So I took him into the vet and then the vet said that one of his testicles was stuck inside. So mm-hmm. they will remove it or he'll eventually possibly have a tumor. And in showing dogs, you cannot spay or neuter or you'll be disqualified. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, I searched two years for Gizmo to be a show dog. And now we can't. <laughs> uh, sorry, you're going to have to go Tom Green, buddy, and get one of those fake nuts. Listen, dude, mommy's got a lot of coin invested in your, in your ball sack here, bud. So go ahead and hop to it. I'm sorry. Listen, nobody wants to go down this route. No man wants to do this, but here's a bag of peas. The NCAA tournament is on, and we got to get you out there and run. So yeah, here's a bag of peas. Come on, <laughs> that's how I did it. You know, that's how I did. It. No, I didn't mean his testicles are a bag of peas. I mean, guys, literally take a bag of peas and put them on to help. Have you have you never heard that? Oh, I suppose. <laughs> Like to take a pee and to put it like no. oh, he is little, but not the little. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it's so funny that this happened because today I was just talking about, I was talking about you because I do a little thing every day on Instagram called a short walk to Cleveland, where it's just a live hit and we do it every day. And I was discussing that we were going to have you on and there's quite a few people in Minnesota and Wisconsin that, that watch it and partake. And some of them know you, some of them don't. And I said, I think my favorite thing about you is that there is a naiveness but not a, but not gullible and I, and not gullible. And I think that's the biggest difference is because people associate naive and gullible. And I'm like, but she's not, she's incredibly smart and very crafty, but you look at the world through rose colored glasses. And I think, yeah, you really do. I mean, you look at the best of everybody. Like during the pandemic, there were some writing sessions that we all got into and people would deliver some really horrendous, terrible jokes. And the look on your face was always like, that's listen, that's going to be great. I mean, you just, you just go ahead and keep working on that. Cause I can listen. I sense it. I can feel it. I am like Obi-Wan Kenobi with a couple of dogs. I can feel the force in you. You are going to write some great mat- And the rest of us are looking at it going, that is never going to turn to anything. That's not even close to a, pre- I don't even know what that guy was talking about. That's not a premise. That's just words put together in a sentence. And you were just like, it's going to be great one day. And, but that was what I, that's thing. I think that's what is so endearing about you. And I think that's why when I watch your clips and the stand up and I see what you do online, I'm like, well, no wonder why people are so magnetized to you. It's because you have that sort of ability to look at the world and just look at only the good side of it and none of the bad. Do you think that kind of came from Wisconsin upbringing or just that sort of innately in you? I, I don't know where it, where it came from. I, 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 
I don't know. I don't know how to answer that, but I totally do. It's just like, I think I just want everything to be peachy and just rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> Probably because my childhood was not a good childhood. So I think it's like, I want to try to see things in like a good positive note. And I think I'm just trying to project it so much because I want the whole world to be like that. Is yeah. that no, not at all. I, now that now that kind of strikes me, and I got to ask about that. Is why do you, you said you didn't have a good childhood? It yeah. seemed like. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, please. If you don't mind telling the story a little bit. No, no. I actually, um, uh, I actually have PTSD, so I'm diagnosed with PTSD and anxiety. And Gizmo, um, actually, is my service dog. That's why he was he's trained so well, mm-hmm. and that's how I got into acting because one of the my friend, uh, who's a director, he goes. <laughs> He was doing a commercial at LAX airport and he's like, the dog backed out and he goes, and we're filming today, but the dog looks just like Gizmo. Can you please rush Gizmo over here for the commercial? And I'm like, well, he's not an actor. And he goes, he's so trained. He's your service dog. Yeah. <laughs> so then that's how, you know, he kind of got into it, but yeah. So I, I don't know, maybe because it's like my childhood was just not great. Um, I, <sighs> So maybe because of all of like just my PTSD and my anxiety, I try to like lock things out a little bit and try to make it more upbeat, positive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe that's where I try to look through the rose colored glasses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, It's very cyclical because myself and my buddy Jeff both had, you know, pretty terrible childhoods when it came to our fathers. And when it comes to our children, we are a number one. Like we put them so high up on pedestals because of what happened to us that, you know, it's, 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 you kind of just go opposite of whatever happened to you. I always bring up my buddy, TJ, my buddy, TJ was a kid who in ninth grade was wearing suits and ties to school because his parents literally ran drugs for biker gangs. So how that's a honest to God, true story. How can you rebel against some how can you rebel against two people who are already rebels themselves they're wearing the they have already have the leather vests and they got the patches and the giant beard and that was just on mom and you know dad definitely walked around with a, you weren't digging the mom beard joke that's okay listen it's all right we're gonna move past it <laughs> i think but, i did it more after you called me out on it yeah, yeah no 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 uh but that's how but that's how he rebelled is to go directly 180 from that lifestyle and that was to get straight a's and to become you know who he is now a very successful mma broadcaster but he wouldn't have become that you know if his parents were like an english teacher and a guy who worked out at the local pipe fitters union tj probably would have been a drug runner himself you know so it's weird how we kind of push against all that stuff right yeah yeah so um mom and dad's still back in wisconsin yep um my uh they're divorced, but they're like about 30 minutes away from each other in town walls. But yeah, yeah. my dad still has the farm, so he's still farming. And then my mom, she runs um, an airport, so she she's a pilot and teaches people how to fly. You know what's so crazy? I almost just said, well, that makes sense that your dad would own a plane being a farmer so he could crop dust. But then you throw it out that your mom is a pilot? Yeah. You guys, you're like the seriously, Doseki should out to pull you guys aside and be like, listen, we got the most interesting family in the world here. Can you guys throw on a fake mustache and speak with a Spanish accent? Because if so, you're definitely going to sell us a lot of beer. Holy shit. So your mom is a pilot. 
That's yeah. her main her main gig. She just teaches people how to fly. Yeah, correct. Yeah, she used to fly for Masaba when when they were around, but she didn't really like doing the commercial airlines. So she was like, I want to run my own business, and she's been doing that. Gosh, maybe twenty plus years. It's been a while. Yeah, I do remember Masaba Airlines because I'm I'm from Northern Minnesota, originally yep. from Hibbing, and that's where Masaba used to fly in and out of there all the time. Yeah, wow, that's that's so funny because I was literally going to be like, "Well, your dad's a jack of all trades. He's a pilot. He's a farmer. You know, <laughs> making it all happen." Then you throw that at me. I was literally going to be like, "Your mom has just got to be like the sweetest baker on the planet. Just aprons. No, not at all, huh? Nope. <laughs> just a just a gristled Amelia Earhart. Just got a Paul Mall hanging out of her mouth. Crank. She, she flies down to an altitude where you can crank the window down and she can smoke a heater. Yeah. <laughs> That's mom. That's a Wisconsin pilot for you. None of this, none of this bullshit of rolling your luggage out to the plane. We're gonna smoke heaters with a flask. That's how that's how we're getting to Green Bay today. Buckle up. Don't mind the chicken coops in the back. <laughs> this is totally a writing session. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where did uh, where was uh, high school then? Was it uh, also Balsam Lake? It was. Okay. <laughs> You're like, like that's how I got to school every day. She'd fire up the palm malls and the <laughs> and the flask. I used to parachute in the first period. That's that right. Hilarious. That would have been the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, that would be the way to do it. So you then leave. Uh, so you leave Wisconsin around 2009, and then head out to it was LA the first stop. Yeah, because like um, uh, I was in Minnesota. I was living in Maplewood for a couple of years before. Okay headed out to Los Angeles. But when I turned 18, I, um, booked an MTV show. So, um, cause I was doing modeling in the twin cities and, you know, like all the print work and stuff like that. So then mm-hmm. MTV wanted to fly me out and cha- change places with a girl out of New York and see if I can do the modeling out in New York. I'm five, three New York. modeling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're like yeah i can do it as long as you guys just let me model boots that have 11 inch heels in them right. no pr- yeah no problem yeah. oh my gosh but it was fun it was it was absolutely fun and then right after that um i came back to maplewood minnesota and then i booked a cbs show in california so then i flew out there and it was another modeling gig so they had me model for roxy which roxy made more sense because you know it's like a surfing brand and you can be oh shorter. <laughs> yeah yeah i used to sell roxy when i worked at pacific sunwear yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah man seriously if you had a weird ass logo or the bottoms of your pants were 11 inches wide i definitely sold you at some point in my retail career absolutely Uh, i forgot about that store i went there all the time (laughs) so where was what was the show on mtv so it was called um meet or delete so um yeah meet or delete i'm pretty sure that's what it was was so long ago M-E-A-T, I imagine, right? If it's MTV. Can you imagine? Just be like, you can have this porterhouse or you got to get rid of it. You must decide now. Now, I imagine I imagine meet or delete must have been like an email dating oh, show or something. It was, oh no, it wasn't dating. It was, um, oh my gosh, I completely forgot the premise of it, but it was um, college students. So college, that's where it started, but none of us, we, we weren't, it wasn't like, because it was on um, MTV Dean's List. Do you remember? It was like MTVU. I think it was just college and then MTV picked it up from MTV U. And um, what it was, was um, you meet each other through chat. 
and there's three other contestants. So the main person of the show, they talk to three different people throughout, throughout the U S and then they pick where they want to live for that mm-hmm. summer and trade. Oh. Lives. So there was two other people besides me that she got to pick. And the other one was from Texas and California and we were Wisconsin. And I'm like, the New Yorker is not going to pick Wisconsin. There's no way. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? I bet that bitch was like, there's no way that that girl's got a mom who flies a, flies a, pi- a plane and smokes pi- uh, pilot hackers and drinks out of a, uh, listen, you go ahead and keep your cheese farm lady. Who did she know she would have had the greatest summer of her life? Oh, she picked us. She no picked Oh, see, that's the thing is like, I guarantee they were like, listen, we got to take this New Yorker fish out of water, throw her in Wisconsin. So, so then you, so how did it work then? She came to Wisconsin, then you went to Yeah, so I lived her life in New York and she lived my life in Wisconsin. Is this on Hulu or can somebody pick this up somewhere? Where do we find this? Gosh, no, it it used to be on the MTV website, but that was, you know, decade ago. I know. Um, and um, I have it, so I can totally let you watch it. But it's DVDs because it's not old. <laughs> it's ah, that. yeah, yeah. It's funny when you said, do you remember MTV Dean's List? I'm like, I remember MTV when, like, actual music was still on MTV. And when I got out of MTV was right at the cusp of when they stopped playing it, you know? Right. So it's, it's weird to see, hear people be like, oh, my God, do you guys remember Liquid Television? Like, that was so old. I'm like, dude, to me, Liquid Television was like... That was like, even for me, I was growing out of MTV at that time. So I know it's, it's so crazy and weird, man. Like I tell a joke about, I used to tell it differently because I would say my grandmother caught me listening to Tupac and she got mad and said, would your grandfather ever listen to this music? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Grandpa was more of a Biggie Smalls guy. Biggie Smalls, yes. (laughs) Well, that joke kills to 40 year old people in Mankato. But when I'm at the house of comedy in front of 23 year olds, I got to change it up to Drake and the baby because nobody gets what I'm talking about. I literally, (laughs) because one, one night at a show in, uh, in Northeast Minneapolis, it was a room of college kids. And um, they were like, who the hell is Tupac? What are we talking? What is this guy talking? And I'm like, it's happening, man. It's getting old. You get, you just, we used to to just make fun of the dudes who had mullets and listen to Bon Jovi. And we're like, that guy's 26. Look how old he is. Now I'm 41. I still listen to Limp Bizkit. What am I doing? (laughs) Jesus criminy. Living an amazing life. That's what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of amazing lives, so you got the dogs and you're living in, which part of uh, uh, LA do you live in? I'm in Burbank. Okay. So decent. It's, it's a good part of LA. Yeah. It's totally the family part. Yeah. Like it closes by nine, 10 o'clock. I'm like, yay. Yeah. That's what you want, man. I know. I, I got a buddy that lives in Encino. So when we travel, I will stay with him, but I'm like, dude, it's like eight 45 and the streets are packed with parked cars. He's like, yeah, dude. Cause everybody just goes to bed. He's like, there's no, this isn't like the LA that they show you on cops. This isn't the LA. Like, you know, we're not, this isn't we're Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah, man. Everybody's everybody's going to bed, dude. Like, listen, we're, we're all professional people here. Nobody's going to the bar, but you know, in my mind, I'm just like, are, are we all doing cocaine and like throwing bricks off of overpasses? And they're like, no, what the hell are you talking about? Nobody's doing that. I'm like, Jack. Never mind. I didn't see them. No, I didn't see them. You take that. You take that shit over to Valencia if you wanna. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so I noticed that uh, you tend to spend, would you consider flapper? No, is flappers in Burbank? That's in Burbank, yes. right? Yeah. Would, would you consider that to be your home club? Yes. Flappers is definitely my home club. They love the dogs. <laughs> yeah. They love the dogs. And then they want me, uh, they want us to create our own show, a 20, 30 minute show in their room. So yeah, they, they like Gizmo and Starlina. <laughs> That's fantastic. Right on. So I imagine the crowd that comes out to see that must sort of also be the rose colored glasses crowd that we talked about. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're definitely not getting a lot of like people that have been day drinking at your show, man. Like, no, no, not at all. no, no, not at all. Not at all. I think it's okay. Um, you know, especially for me, cause I, I go in between a lot. Like, like, uh, I do a lot of shows at the clean club here in Minneapolis at gutties and then I'll also do corporate gigs, but then I kind of, you know, having 22 years of radio, I know how to turn it off and on. I always tell everybody, it's like, going to grandma's house you just you use a different set of language absolutely yeah and just you know and it's okay to be able to dabble back and forth sometimes and i wish that i would online i should probably pick a lane because i can't be doing clean shows and then people are like hey we're gonna go on down to the comedy club to go see this guy and then they just see me being like yeah because i'm a titty fucker that's what i do i fuck titties and you're like well whoa wait yeah. yeah, you can't. You got to pick one or the other. You know, like it's either titty fuckers or you're telling jokes for God. One of the two. There's no in between here, bud. You know? so, oh my gosh, that makes that reminds me of. Um, I grew up on a uh, home improvement. You know, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> And I was so excited because he was playing at uh, the Laugh Factory, and I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta go to his show!" <laughs> so I got on a stand-up show, and it's not Tim Allen, not Tim Allen at all. No, no. <laughs> and then I sat at the front, so then my face, you know, I'm like giving like these expressions, <laughs> and he's just like, you know, probably like, "What is she doing here?" <laughs> you know? um, I no, that's the best, man. Cause I saw Bob Saget and I knew oh, going into it. Yeah. Yeah. I went in, I saw, I, I went to the Bob Saget show by myself just so I could get the experience. And it was everything I wanted it to be. It was, it was me knowing that this is what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes, looking at a room of people that are like in their sixties that just know, uh, America's funniest home videos. And they just know Danny Tanner and that's it. And now when he walked out and just started talking about butt fucking and stuff, I was like, yes, the looks on people's faces was like, they were just like, they were horrified. And I thought this is, this is the best gift Bob Saget could ever give somebody, man. It was amazing. It was so great. Yeah. Uh, I happened to just cut a bunch of videos and clips for Jonathan Kite, who happens to be, um, he's a, a flappers guy. I don't know if you know that name oh, at all. No, I don't. Oh, right on. Should. Yeah. Jonathan Kite. He was on two broke girls. He was the Russian chef on two broke girls. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, him and I kind of go back for the start of the pandemic. He was doing a show that I was producing for him. So, but he, he was just there. Like, I don't know. must've been about two months ago or something. And, um, yeah, I, I keep telling him like, man, I got to get out and like, cause I, I'm trying to get out to Los Angeles around May sometime. Nice. Um, I, I got some clients out there. I got to go out and see. So I've been trying to like figure out a way to spend 
four days out there, three days of, you know, like during the day, spend time with clients and then at night try to get up on stage somewhere. But it's tough. Like I, when I was in New York, I was there for three nights and only got on stage twice because oh, I, why, why is that? Is it, is it just hard in New York? I've never done stand up in New York. So I don't know how it works. Yeah. I mean, just like trying, you don't know where to go. And yeah. unless you have a guide, you're just like, ah, and then of course, like, it's one of these things where you're going, Hey man, I'm in town. Can I get a spot? And they're like, dude, we had people sign up like four days ago. And you're like, well, I, I dude, I didn't know, you know? So yeah. So that's kind of a pain in the ass, but can you hear that? I'm sorry. I'm getting text messages and I forgot to put my, Oh no, I, I didn't hear it at all. Oh, right on. Good. Okay. Cause I, I do this all the time where I'm like, all right. Cause I, there is people that I tell every day when we do a short walk to Cleveland, I'm like, do not call me. Do not contact me. Do not email me between the times of 9.45 a.m. and 10.15. I am busy. My phone is being occupied. Same people call me every single day. Oh, right, right in the middle of it, just banging away with the phone. I'm like, what? dude, I told you guys. It's frustrating. Yeah, it's so frustrating. So what do you guys got? Uh, I mean, there's. I feel like we're not even like scratching the surface yet of how many questions I have for you and the dogs because um, – the one question I did have, did I imagine when you're so invested, not only invested into your career, uh, you know, with comedy and acting and stand up, but you also have these these two animals that, although well trained, definitely need a lot of your attention. Does it make it difficult to date? I imagine you must get hit on quite a bit in Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. If I do get hit on, I don't even notice it. Mm. <laughs> I think it's because I'm just so focused, you know, with the dogs, with the stand up, with the videos. There's just so much going on. And like, I have no interest in dating. I, I just, I don't want to date. I don't want a boyfriend um, yeah. or a girlfriend. I just, you know, I, I like being alone. I, I just do. I like being single. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to just say single because a lot of times people say I like being single. That's because then they can date a bunch of people. I don't want to date anybody. <laughs> yeah, but- yeah, and, yeah. And you, like, like I said earlier, you sort of seem like you're. You seem very comfortable with yourself. You right. know, like you, like yeah, like you just seem to be okay with who you are, and you know, um, I, I think sometimes people who put all their time and energy into animals and cat, like especially well, and not so much dog people, but cat people, especially <laughs> cat people to get a bad rap. And it's not because it's not because dog people don't have that. Like dog people. I've noticed like people who love dogs. I went to a cat show in downtown Minneapolis. One time I was walking past it and I, I said like, oh my God. Oh. We, we saw like the sandwich board outside and it said cat show $5. And I'm like, yes, this will be the greatest $5 yes. we ever spend. And we walked in and they were like taking cats and putting them in like 16th century garb with like the big fruff, like the ruffled thing around the neck. And they were taking photos and it was the oh, most no. insane thing I've ever seen. And I'm so goddamn glad that I spent that. Five. I saw a guy with a homemade cat shirt and I cat he went to joanne fabrics got himself got himself an entire like piece of fabric with just like cats designed on and then cut an actual shirt out it was the it was like all off the buttons were off and it was like nuts it was fucking insane and i'm like this is the best five dollars ever i just i want to just i want somebody to document what is going on in here today like i wish there was like a videography team running around and just capturing all this because i'm telling you that would have been but i don't get that with dog people like i have an aunt who's a dog person totally cool like just loves her dogs and 
like in, enjoys them, but doesn't go overboard with them, you know? So plus you're putting your dogs to work. You're doing it the right way. I mean, most dogs, most dogs just take up resources and don't put back into the, into the hopper, but your dogs are like, no, listen, we make the bucks around here. They do. They pay the bills. Dude, I know, man. That's so amazing. It's so amazing. So what do you guys got coming up next? We have uh, three comedy shows coming up. We have uh, one on Thursday at Flappers and then another one on Friday in Santa Clarita, California. I've never been. Have you been to Santa Clarita? Uh, I haven't. Uh, I do know I got a couple of clients that live in Santa Clarita. So little, little uh, upper echelon, I believe, right? Kind of hoity-toity. Actually, I have no idea. I figured um, I'd go up and find out. Yeah. <laughs> All the worst color glasses again. Oh yeah. no. Uh, like this looks like this looks like Tijuana. Are you guys sure Santa Clarita was on the list here? Cause there's literally a dude with a 40 duct tape to his hand sitting outside the comedy club. Yeah. Call, we call them Paco 40 hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness grief. Um, and then the show um, on Sunday at Flappers as well. Sun, uh, right on. Well, dude, yeah. it's, so, it's so great. And I love what you're doing with the dogs and this, the whole thing. And it's such a, like the brand is just like, so you, it's exactly who you are. So I love it. Where can people find you online? Um, on actually all of the social medias like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and it's just at Janalee. And then it's uh Janalee and the furry kiddos. That's awesome. That's so great. Now is there is do they have their own Instagram and TikTok oh, as well? Yes. You have something separate, or is it just you? So um the at Janalee is our main one, and that's Janalee and the Furry Kiddos. But then they also have um their own Instagram, which is at the furry kiddos. Gotcha. Well, yeah. they are just uh, as sweet as pie, as my dog loving aunt, uh, aunt would say. Just sweet as pie. They are. They're great. And I, I, I love what you're doing. And I like the fact that we're friends. And I can't wait to see more of what uh, you and the furry kiddos do. Oh, I'm excited. I got her up for you. <laughs> oh man. So so, uh, Starlina in the pink, and then Gizmo in the blue, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Right on. All right. Do they are what kind of what kind of dogs are those? Ooh, what do you think? What what kind? Uh, I would imagine uh, kind of grumpy in the morning, maybe. Oh. No, <laughs> no. I, see, I'm not good with dog breeds. I have a bulldog, and people go, "Oh, is he an English bulldog?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know. He's American. He's mine. I can tell you that he lives here in America, so he might be American. I mean, I don't know. I mean, all bulldogs have bad teeth, so I don't know if he's English or not. If he, if he, if I wake up one morning and he's got tea and strumpets out, that might be a kind of telltale sign. But I think for the most part, he's just a, a bulldog. So oh, that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're not bulldogs. <laughs> no. no. Uh, but they're long-haired chihuahuas. Long-haired chihuahuas, right on. Well, the, the, I'm, I, I don't think in any of those videos, ah, maybe every once in a while, I was going to say, I don't see your dogs bark a lot. Mm -mm. Is that no, part of the training? Not. Yes, yep. Definitely part of the training. Gizmo, um, he'll talk. He'll do like his little, Arr! and then if I ask Starlina to speak on cue, she will do a bark. Really? Yeah. Man, dude. We gotta get, we gotta start having dogs start actually training real actors, like actual legit human actors. Be like, this is how you do it. You want to start making a few bucks? You want to? You guys want to stop doing commercials for the local used car lot? All right, here's how you do it. 
When Janet Lee points, you bark. That's what you do. <laughs> oh my God. It reminds me of the, um, did you watch the, uh, it was of Steve Martin where he does the jokes for dogs on the Johnny Carson's show. Uh, I think I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just reminds me of that when you're like, you point and then they bark. Oh gosh. That's oh, just funny. How do you become a millionaire? Step one, get a million dollars. That's one of my favorites, man. I think that's just the basic of, that's the basics of comedy writing. It's so simple and so funny. That's all you need. All you need. Yeah. Right on. All right. Well, I'll let you go. I know you are a very busy regimented woman. You got a lot going on. You got shows, but thank you so much for making time. And uh, I really do hope the next time you're in town, we can uh, maybe book a show together or something. That'd be great. Please. We have to. Absolutely. Yeah. Coming back in the summer. Cause I like it there in the summertime. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Sounds good. Janelle. We'll talk to you later. Thanks again. Hi, Rudy. Hi, Sarlena. Bye. <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs>